On this podcast, we talk to thought leaders about feminine and masculine energy and how it shows up in our business, our parenting, and especially our relationships. We'll dig deep on any and all topics under the sun. Grab a coffee and buckle up. This is the She's the Owner podcast. Hey everybody, it's Kara with the She's the Owner podcast and I'm um, driving right now safely. I'm doing a voice voice memo recording for the podcast so nobody will freak out or worry that uh, I'm in any danger. So I wanted to talk a bit about the healing that I had done on Friday and some of you, I'm not sure if you've listened, if not, go ahead and have a listen to the inner child episode. I think it's um, possibly two back from this one. Um, so I had the healing, Christina Mir came over and she, I will have the, uh, links for her Instagram account, um, in the notes for this podcast. So she's a spiritual healer, a light healer. Um, and I, she was on our podcast and I have been reluctant to have a healing with her and only out of fear. Like, I can say with a full heart that that was what was keeping me from doing it. Um, I'm so, so glad that I did it. Absolutely life-changing. So what I went into it with was some questions around my childhood. And so I don't talk about it too often. And I guess I know why now, because I didn't really want to dredge up things that I wasn't ready to handle. And I come from a background of, you know... you know, there's some violence in my childhood. There was definitely uncertainty, definitely a lot of drama and significance driven, uh, parenting from my, my mom in particular. And I, and I, and the thing is, is I sent her, you know, she's, she's passed already. And I send her so much light and love because I have such a deeper understanding of what she went through and what she was feeling now as an adult, obviously, than I, when I was a kid. But you know, she didn't know how to love herself. So how in the world could she love anyone else? And that's the theme of life, right? Like if, and people say that and it's on a, you know, a million different friggin' coffee cups and bumper stickers and all that shit, but it's the truth. Like, yeah, it's cliche, but it's true. If you can't love you, you really have a hard time putting that love out. It's impossible. And so part of my journey through this whole experience was, realizing that I'd done all these Tony Robbins events and I've done all these courses and I've done all this coaching and I've, you know, done all this outside work and I'm still feeling this pull inside me that needed cleaning, we'll say. Um, Sorry, it's a bit bumpy right now. Um, So all this stuff I've done, I've come to this point where I was like, well, I don't feel like I've, I'm not opened up yet. There's something still still there. And what I came to realize was that, you know, it was the the inner child stuff. And really everybody has an inner child. It's not exclusive to someone who's been through trauma, but some, some people, some children have trauma. And so they end up really just masking their needs and, and the need in particular for me anyway, was safety. And so if you've come from some type of trauma as a child and and your safety was threatened, you tend to live that way. And incidentally, that will put you in your masculine. And so that's how this whole beautiful thing ties in together, because here I am realizing I'm I'm in my masculine. I always need control. I'm quote unquote type A, you know, I'm a high achiever, all that stuff, all the fancy ways we put it. And 
I knew that I had had it from my childhood, but what was really cool about this healing was that I got to pinpoint a particular event that I feel was the catalyst for the unsafe feeling and for the feeling of, or the, the journey of going to my masculine energy. And so it was this, this time in, in the kitchen, and I'm happy to share, I'm an open book. There's this time in the kitchen where, and I remember our house was like, it was in the 80s and it was a super 80s house. Like we had carpet in the kitchen. And I have this vision of my mother standing to my left and I'm sort of looking at her and there's a, her, our fridge behind her. And I think I'm around 10-ish. That's kind of what my, my inner child tells me. I'm 10 around, around 10 at this time. Maybe a bit younger, but around there. And a lot of time my mom would, you know, she would drink and then she would um, take different types of medication. And so she'd really go into these spiraled out things where she would actually, um, her cry for help was attempted suicide. And I say attempted because she never had any intention of doing it, but that is definitely was her mode of getting everybody activated and paying attention. And again, you know, doing all the work I've done, I look at that and that was just total significance driven because she wasn't feeling any type of anything from anybody. And I get that. And so in this moment, I was thinking before my healing, I was like, you know, I'd picture this moment and I would say to myself, if I was my child self again, I would say to my mother, mom, I'm terrified right now. Like I'm scared of what you're doing. I'm scared and I need you to help. Like, I don't know what you're doing. Why are you crying? Why are you screaming? Why are you trying to kill yourself? Like, and maybe I wouldn't have even articulated it that far, but I would have, my mind, I was thinking, I would say I was scared. And what I would feel like the response would be, would be, in not so many words, but sorry, kiddo, I really need the attention from dad right now. I'm really sorry you're scared, but I got to continue. And the we- the reason I feel that way is there wasn't an episode of where she was having a seizure on the, on the ground, which again, she was a nurse. And so a lot of the stuff she could really embellish because she knew how. And so I remember sitting down, kneeling down to her in the same house. She was in the hallway and I said, mom, if you're faking it right now, squeeze my hand and she squeezed my hand like just sit with that for a second like she and all of a sudden I'm part of the play and the crazy part is I didn't stand up and go dad she's totally faking it I was like okay so I felt like whew, okay good she's okay but I kept going with it which is crazy to me like that that piece blows my mind so when I think about telling her in this other scenario in my mind in the kitchen where I'm like, mom, I'm scared. I feel like because she openly told me she was faking it the other time that she would, of course, just say, no, I'm, I have to, I have to do this. And so that was sort of my thought feelings before the healing. And then I went into the healing on Friday and I had the scenario come up again in my mind when Christina was doing her, her thing. And all of a sudden I said it again, I played the scenario and I said, mom, I'm really scared. And instead of saying what I thought she would say in my meditation, she said, I got you. She held me. She said, you're totally safe. And I know you're scared but it's okay. I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm thinking. And she hugged me 
and I felt safe. And the crazy part of the whole thing, we did the healing in my room, was all of a sudden I felt my dad's presence on my left side. And Christina verified it later. And I felt so safe in that moment. And I didn't just feel safe as the 10-year-old. I felt safe as the adult. I felt for the first time really like my parents were flanking me on both sides of me and just saying, it's good, you're okay. And it was such a release and such a... And, and I mean, I know, like, when Christina was... Um, cleaning my energy because there was a lot of it she kept blowing out her mouth really hard that's one of her techniques and I kept thinking in my mind holy shit girl I'm so sorry this is a lot because there was power she was blowing out air very powerfully which to me indicated that she really needed to move this energy and she did and she absolutely did move it and it was incredible but I felt really really different in that moment And then we talked a bit about, there was an episode with my father where we, my mom essentially kidnapped us. And I know she left my dad a note, I think, not positive, but I'm pretty sure she did. But I had enormous guilt because my father would have come home that day. So we were about 14, 15, I think, 15 maybe, I was going into grade 10. And it was right the day, the first day of school. And my dad would have come home to an empty house. And I felt such deep, deep guilt. Because what would that have felt like as a parent, especially me now, right? Like coming home, my whole family takes off. And so I carry that guilt. And I carried that guilt in my marriage. I carry it in my parenthood, in my motherhood. I carry it everywhere. And I didn't connect that that's where it even began. Like I didn't connect that dot. And so connecting that dot for me was massive. And so I'm meeting different, I'm meeting different situations now without guilt, without any sense of I should do this because, and that's so freeing. It's incredible how freeing that is because I don't, and I mean, it was like, it's been two days and I'm already thinking in terms of what's best and not what's best for everybody else only. I'm not looking at situations. And and my youngest child, that's different. I mean, my that's a different situation. But the older children who are adults, I can't navigate my life for them through a lens of guilt. And I have done. And same inside my marriage. And so now I'm looking at because I feel like I got released of that guilt in this in this healing. And not even connecting that it had anything to do with my dad. But now I'm, I'm looking at things through a lens of what's the best thing here, not what's the best thing with a side of guilty feelings. So that was really huge. Um, the, and then the last thing that happened was she, she wrapped it up. She called me, I'm going to wrap you up now. And basically that's just ending the session. And it was beautiful. Like she kept asking the guides, you know, what's, what's the next step, all that type of stuff. And like, just asking for guidance. And then she at one point also asked me, what does the letter L signify? And I was like, Oh, that's my mom's first name, Lorraine. And at the end of this whole session, when she was like, it was just beautiful. She was talking about what she was seeing and feeling and 
then she goes, oh my gosh, there's this rush of butterflies. And I was like, holy moly. I didn't say anything, but that, when my mother passed, my children and I said, Baba's a, a monarch butterfly now. And so, and I, and I mean, that's probably super common, but I didn't know that it was common. And I don't you know, know for sure, but to me, that was that anytime I see a butterfly and I see them random, really random places, um, I'm always like, give myself a little, that's my mom giving me a little squeeze. So when she said there was a rush of butterflies and she said my mom was on my right side and she said we're good and I get choked up at this part too. So when I was at Date with Destiny, I did a we did something called the oneness prayer. And in the oneness prayer, you know, Tony will say some people will have an experience and some people won't and you just be open and it's a meditation and just let it flow how it's going to flow. And when I did it, I very clearly saw my mother and I like again I was I'm super pretty skeptical about that type of thing but I saw like I was quite deep into it and I somebody came and did a blessing on me when like different trainers will come by and hold their hands over your head and just do this beautiful blessing um but when I was in it in this meditation I saw my mother off to the left on a beach and she was healthy and she was like in her 40s and just looked gorgeous and she was holding a boy on her hip who was about two years old and my son passed away when he was only like I was pregnant I was 22 weeks pregnant and I gave birth to him and he lived for about 15 minutes but he was just too teeny his lungs were not fully formed yet so he, he didn't make it but in this image I had of my mom, which came out of nowhere, nowhere, she was holding him and she was like, they were smiling and it was like, just this beautiful image. So when Christina said, we're good, I didn't think of my parents. I 1000% thought Finnegan and my mom, her telling me they're good. And it was just so incredible. And so I always have this kind of knot in my stomach. It's like this tension not always, but I have it often. And I definitely have it when I think of my childhood. And when my, when the healing part at that moment, when she said, we're good and I'm sorry, and I love you. And I'm so proud of you for the first time I can ever, can, I can never remember my stomach got warm and absolutely relaxed. That feeling instantly went away and I felt safe and it's insane to me because I've never really understood you know I always say there's a couple things I don't know about myself I don't know what my a normal body is for me because I've either had an overactive thyroid or an underactive I've never been just normal so I don't know what my body is supposed to look like it's either hyper skinny or way too fat and I feel that way about my myself too where it's like I never really knew I did I was either feeling totally unsafe or totally control freak. I've never felt anywhere in the middle. And that was the first time I'd ever felt safe. And it was incredible. And so I have this deep, now it's not, you know, you know, if you've listened to me for the last year, you're going to know that I say it's like a muscle. You got to keep doing things. You can't do one thing and it's over. Healing is healing and it always needs to take place. And I will definitely be doing another healing many in my lifetime, but I, I can feel the difference in myself. I can feel, I feel like the old me is almost dying right now. And it's a weird sensation, but it's like the old me is just letting go of all of the, 
attachments, all of the stories, but in a in my body way, not intellectually. And that's scary because now you kind of go, well, now what? Now who who am I now without this? But and that's always what happens in my whenever I do any major growth or I go through any terror barriers. I always have that. It's like when I quit smoking, it's like all that stuff. Who the hell am I if I'm not smoking? I don't, who's Kara without a cigarette in her hand? That's, who's Kara without being afraid? Who's Kara without, with, like, who's Kara feeling safe? Like, all those things start to come up, and I start to get a little panicky, and I'm feeling it, and I know what it is, and I don't like it, but it's important that it's it happens, and it's important that I go through the process. Because the, the real thing here, and I said this to her, I feel like I, I'm starting to own my intuition because it is a very deep intuition. It's not just, I kind of have a feeling about something. I have these feelings about people that are so spot on. I would bet everything I own on them. And I'm, I've been really reluctant to like own that piece of myself and now I'm starting to come to that place where I really am owning it and again it is it's a bit unnerving right because you just you're just taking off layers of who you thought you were and getting to the other side of that will be wonderful but right now I'm in the thick of it and it you know I had this healing so I'm feeling really good about that but I am feeling like fuck like this is tough tough work but I can't deliver my purpose to anybody if I don't do the work. I can't take you any farther than I've taken myself. And so if I don't do the work first, I can't take you there. And I want to take you there. And that's my mission in life is to take people where, you know, where it's happier, where you're feeling more fulfilled, where you're feeling this beautiful sense of freedom. And I can't take you there if I don't know how to get there myself. And so that's part of all this this journey right now is, you know, Yes, I'm familiar and I would, you know, say I'm very well read and studied and all that in feminine energy and masculine energy, but the inner healing part, which is part of feminine, I've just really started to dig deep on and, um, and it's, it's beautiful and scary and all those things. So, um, but yeah, that, that was my healing. I am absolutely without a shadow of a doubt, happy to share, um, Christina with, anybody who wants to do it her um, I'll I'll add a link um, like I said to the podcast notes so you can get her but she is I am Christina Mira on Instagram Um, you know maybe we'll talk about doing some type of promo together or something where you can get maybe a little I don't know some kind of promo something um, if you go from this show to her just so we can give her an extra love there but um yeah, that's it. I mean, whew, it's a big one. I'm glad I did it and I'm excited to do it again. I hope you guys have an incredible day. Um, I'm off to go meet two of my very closest girlfriends. One is my coach, Mariola, who I talk about all the time. Um, and the other one is Shauna. And we are going to the Niagara region for a beautiful lunch. And I'm so excited. But I love you all. And again, thank you so much for your support. If you want to be um, part of the Facebook group, Ladies Only, please reach out to the website at www.she'stheowner.com. Under memberships, you'll find the Facebook group link. And I would love to have you. We're growing quickly. Lots and lots of engagement. 
there's lots of beautiful, beautiful souls in there that, um, are just there to help each other and it's a it's gorgeous so i'd love to have you there but hit the website again it's uh, www.sheeseowner.com and until next time guys